Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the Nightmare Hunt's master difficulty that just launched this week. October 22nd is when it went out. This is being recorded October 23rd. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. It'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. If I'm not live, you can click follow, but I, I'm probably live right now. I am usually live when these hit the various podcasts and YouTube feeds. So saynotorage.com. It'll bring you right to me. So... The reason I want to talk about Nightmare Hunts at Master Difficulty is I was kind of waiting for this moment to see exactly what Bungie was going to do with respect to the grind. If you've been following me on Twitch at all or even Twitter, you may have picked up on the fact that I was trying really, really hard to get a God Roll Grenade Launcher Love and Death. We came really, really close with the Full Court Rangefinder Spike Nade and Volatile Launch. Uh, really close to what I wanted. I really wanted Field Prep and then a Blast Radius Masterwork would been better it amplifies full court more than lowering blast radius for spike there's a lot of math involved there there's a lot of great roles for this and if you know my content i was really trying to get one now if you know how to get this gun you know that you got to go to the lectern table the rune table next to eris morn and you need phantasmal fragments or phantasmal cores which is the currency that allows you to buy the essences now if you did not wait like i did you could have maybe did the Fanatic when he was available. The Nightmare Hunt, the Fanatic, drops the Essence of Insanity. Essence of Insanity is how you build that weapon. A lot of people are unfamiliar with this currency system because they've kind of ignored it. Uh, Mesa Shaw, when he was on the Rageous Roundtable, was like, I just kind of play and periodically make the guns. If you're wanting to make gun after gun after gun after gun, you need these two currencies all the time. Phantasmal Fragments, Phantasmal Core. One core buys one Essence. You need 10 of the Fragments to make a core. I'm sorry, 20. So you need 20 fragments to make one gun, basically, one essence, but they were dropping from the actual nightmares. So this week when Master comes out, the reason I was watching this and waiting for this difficulty is I was hoping at the highest difficulty of nightmares, there would be a chance for the gun to drop and or a really good you know drop rate of the currency because if it's an off week like let's say you're waiting for gall and you want to grind this week you know is it going to be a good turnover rate of the phantasmal fragments in the cores now the reason i walked through all of that before getting into the talk is a lot of people are completely in the dark about how bad the phantasmal fragment grind is it's a really slow turnover rate we concluded after all sorts of experiments just running sorrows harbor you can get about one fragment a minute so if you run sorrows harbor for one hour that's 60 fragments that's enough to make three guns buying three essences and i was like man this really needs to be contained as a grind in nightmare hunts that's the intro to this video that you need to have that in your mind when you're hearing my feedback okay first i want to talk about how the master level difficulty in nightmares is really tough then i want to talk about you know what about the rewards how rewarding is it and lastly we need to really highlight the fact that this is not a seasonal piece of content this is not like vex offensive so first it's really really tough keep in mind this is a 980 encounter and even if you've got a lot on your artifact right now if you're in the 950s and you're adding roughly 20 15 to 20 here you're in the 960s 970s and it's a 980 environment so it's really really tough you're not going to go through there very quickly 
and the modifiers make it really, really challenging. There's also a scaling problem for uh, Crota. Thankfully, Crota's not a weapon grind. He's just an armor grind uh, for his essence. This, the damage scaling on the sword is incredibly whack. I mean, you're probably going to have a really, really hard time going in there and doing it until you're at Delta. If you're under the Delta, which is the power level of the encounter, anytime you're under the level of something, you see swords or you see skulls, that's a Delta scaling issue. You're going to do less damage. They're going to do more damage. So when you hear me refer to Delta, that's what I'm talking about. Grabbing the sword and hitting Crota, I mean, it does almost nothing to him. It's just unbelievably slow. So we were doing the Fanatic. 980 is not meant to be done by most of the community this early in the season so keep that in mind this is not meant to be something you're grinding the minute it launched it's there for the hardcore players it's also there as a slow burn for yourself if you want to wait till later in the season we actually did the time trial by accident there is a time trial triumph we did it by accident we got pretty good we were kind of running a similar strategy a lot of people ran the nightfalls we had one divinity two izanagis uh, and also something that really helped us we were running supreme mods supreme nightmare crusher does more damage to grenade and melee to the boss and then supreme uh, nightmare banisher you get way more from your super if you follow me on twitter you you saw the clip of me clutching it. We we all almost died at the buzzer, and my Nova uh, killed him. We can do, we can actually get a ton of damage on the boss. Um, we get him down to about a third if we go in and just everybody bakes him with their grenades and their and their supers because the you know the the salt the I'm sorry the Nova the void grenade does the oppressive darkness and kind of debuffs him and then the, the actual super itself both grenade and super in conjunction are doing tons of damage. Now the problem with that is is. The, the boss fights in general are terrible because of the immunity phases. So we go in, get great damage. We got him down to like 15% the one time. Absolutely baked him. Then you got to survive an absolute onslaught of repeated nightmares because he skips damage phases when you do one really, really good damage phase right off the jump. Got to be one of the dumbest mechanics in a boss fight they have ever implemented. They need to change that. If we manage to get enough damage in the first phase to take him down to 10% or whatever, then we need to go right next to the next damage phase. You should not be skipping damage phases and punishing the player because they do a really good job it's terrible game design they need to change that so keep that in mind about how challenging it is now the rewards why would i want to run this content lono you're saying it's tough you're saying it's hard uh survivability in the boss room is incredibly irritating you're probably going to want to take a machine gun that does solar because most of your damage on the boss is going to be coming from your grenades and supers and izanagi so take a take a uh, i took the avalanche it made a huge difference because those dudes with those solar shields are a freaking nightmare no pun intended if you don't have something to pop them so that would be some good advice but why would i want to run this lono this sounds freaking terrible well here's something you got to keep in mind a lot of people uh, have been hoping that the essence would drop or the gun would drop guaranteed at this level in addition to other things and that's exactly how they've set it up the essence seems to be a guaranteed drop and it also drops alongside of either 10 phantasmal fragments or a core that you don't get both you either get 10 of the fragments or a core i got 10 then a core then 10 we ran it three times i think we actually ran it four times just to experiment just to see so the essence is guaranteed, but you're also getting a very, very good delivery of the actual fragments themselves. Keep in mind, if you get this thing down to a pretty good burn rate and you're doing it in under 10 minutes, that's a great turnover. If you're only wanting the grenade launcher from the Fanatic this week, you're getting the essence every time, you're getting a chance at a core, or at the very least 10 fragments. So 
every single time you run it twice, you're either getting enough fragments to make another one, or you're getting a core to make another one. So, it's a really, really good grind. If it's an off week, let's say you really wanted Gaul for the shotgun, and he's not available this week, and you and your buddies can run it in under 10 minutes, you're getting a really, really great currency turnover rate to, to make and buy the essence. It's, it'll be a much better turnover rate than what I described a little bit ago, which was you can make three guns an hour. You could arguably get this done and run it in, if you get it under 10 minutes, you could be making a gun almost every other time, and if the cores drop, that's just extra That's just extra in your pocket. You can be making two guns probably every other time, uh, and that's a, great, that's a great grind. That's a great currency grind. However, it's only worth doing if you can shave this down into under 10 minutes and you're not stressing yourself out and pulling your hair out. It's tough. They're, they're grueling, and once we get into the 70s, I think people are going to be burning these down pretty fast. If you're down in the 60s, it still might be of interest of you just to run Sorrow's Harbor so you don't stress yourself out. It's pretty freaking tough. So this is a better grind and this is tied to the lectern, which brings me to my final and really important point that I think people are missing. That this is not a seasonal activity, okay? If you compare this to Vex Offensive, the turnover rate of loot is completely different. Vex Offensive is dumping loot in your lap. Gun after gun after gun. It's so fast. It's so rewarding. This is much slower. And honestly, this is meant to be something that you do, I think, later in the season or later in your experience once your power level is higher. You're closer to 960, maybe. Your artifact's really, really high. And then you start grinding this really, really effectively. This content's not going away, so you may have to slowly build yourself up to 950, and then next season really, really work on the artifact to get to where you can grind it really effectively keep in mind what i'm saying though i'm saying effectively this content these guns this loot pool is not held at arm's length from you you can still grind for these guns anytime you want it's just not very effective it's slow and i want to point something out the hardcore players that can burn this down they're higher in their power they're decked out they work together they have synergy are going to get a really really good turnover rate of this grind and these weapons the more casual players are going to probably just have to grind Sorrow's Harbor. You can also wait if you're if, like right now if all you want is a grenade launcher, just run the Fanatic at Hero. If you run the Fanatic at Hero, the essence drop rate's really really good. Make sure you're killing all the champions and the essence the the essence of insanity will have a very very good drop rate, okay? That is exactly the spectrum that I think we want. Think of it this way. When you ran Menagerie, a hardcore team would burn through it in like seven to eight minutes and they would get guns much faster than you as a casual matchmaking. This is a very, very similar scenario. The hardcore players are going to get a much quicker, efficient turnover rate of loot because they're higher level or they're more organized. You, as a more casual player, are either going to have to farm the fragments in Sorrow's Harbor, wait for the week of the, of the nightmare that you want, and then grind it at a lower difficulty for the essence. And so the turnover of loot is not withheld from you it is merely more efficient the higher up you go along the hardcore spectrum of player i actually think this is how it's supposed to be so set your sights on it as a long-term aspirational goal it's not something you're doing within a couple of weeks of the season dropping keep in mind it's a 980 encounter for maximum efficiency it's a similar similar parallel to the way the nightfalls are 980 to get the best currencies those currencies are for the long-term goal of capstoning your armor these are meant to be slow aspirational goals and once you get there 
in this particular environment it's just actually giving you an increased efficiency of loot grind it's not actually holding gear at arm's length from players that can't get there the people that were giving feedback on twitter saying there should have been unique drops there should have been unique guns i don't really think that's the goal of content like this this goal nightmare hunts is tied to the lectern it's one economic system it's one grind system aspirational content unique rewards are generally reserved for things like dungeons and raids. I don't think they're going to be doing that for difficulty spectrum. It seems they're reserving higher level efficiency or higher level currency in those higher difficulties. That seems to be the philosophy that Bungie's putting out there. As always, we're going to do question and answer next. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the nightmare hunts at the master difficulty. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at twitch.tv slash say no to rage or just go to say no to rage.com. It'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. If you're watching on YouTube, hitting like and subscribe helps me out. We're going to jump right into the question. Twisky says, uh, Lono, do you think... Well, what do you think about the season being centered on Vex and Osiris not being named once till now? I, I don't honestly know. I think we've gotten people that have done this before. They've theorized about, oh, I think so-and-so is coming back and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. Generally speaking, there's like one or two central figures to a DLC when they're smaller like this. So you had Ada, then you had the Drifter, then you had, I guess, Callus in, you know, Opulence. So, in this case, I think they didn't want to, like, pull away from Eris Morn. Uh, you know, Warmind, you did have Osiris. And then in, uh, I'm sorry, Osiris, you had Osiris, <laughs> Curse of Osiris. And then in Warmind, you had Anna Bray. So, I, I just think that's just the way they've kind of done it. And I think he's going to come in next. Uh, I think Osiris, you're going to see come in next uh, season. Season of Dawn. I think Season of Dawn is going to center around uh, Osiris, and I also think um, the way that they uh, the way that they set things up, they're also going to do something with the nature of like what we've been doing. This one is a handoff because according to according to Luke Smith, that there's going to be like a handoff in the story. So they're not just going to like oh we're bringing back Osiris. I think there's going to be like a tie together, which could mean Eris Morn goes away which would be weird with the nightmare hunts. Like maybe she's just going to leave us in charge of the moon. Uh, you know, the way they made it sound was that Eris Morn, I'm sorry, Ada would have gone away and Drifter would have taken over. Well, can't really do that with Eris Morn. She's like the moon NPC. So maybe in this scenario, it'll be Ikora that kind of gets retired with, with what she's doing, but it wouldn't be her leaving. It would be more her activity going away. Um, I, I just don't know. Um, the way that they... The, the, the way that they set each one up, though, they typically go with a central figure, and that's probably why Osiris hasn't been named. They're holding on to him for another one. Uh, just enough. Do Disruption Break and Shield Disorient and Genesis interact with Champion Shields? If not, do they increase perk viability? Champion Shields aren't normal shields. If you're talking about the barrier, it's not a shield. It's a barrier that allows them to regen health. And it can only be popped with anti-barrier rounds. Now, if you put anti-barrier on something that has Genesis, does it interact with Genesis? I don't know. I will say this. The white shields in Garden of Salvation 
when you have enlightenment and you pop those shields those shields actually do count as uh, they affect Genesis Uh, that's actually something that happens when you are in uh, Garden of Salvation which is actually really interesting because it's a really really fast pop I mean it's a one shot pop and uh you don't have to you don't have to it's it's actually really fun honestly i was enjoying it i was enjoying having genesis i think i had it on like one of my smgs or something and uh, it felt really really good it felt nice to be able to go in and keep that genesis proccing it wasn't an amazing benefit i mean defending those relays in garden of salvation is pretty easy uh, but Genesis was pretty cool. Now, if you consider the final fight, if you have a gun with Genesis, popping those shields from far away when you're trying to help the team out, kind of trying to spray, that could be pretty good. Um, but as far as I know, um, I don't I don't actually think that the, the Genesis will proc on a barrier. People in chat might have to correct me. Spartan. I'm sure this has been answered multiple times. So I apologize in advance. What is the point of Master Nightmare difficulty? Uh, what does it drop specifically? I outlined this in my entire video, so I'm not retreading it too deeply here. It's basically the best farm for the currencies, which that's one of the things about the lectern that was seemingly intentionally slow. If you run the you know Sorrow's Harbor and just kill the ogres over and over and over again, that's about one essence per minute. Well, I'm sorry, one phantasmal fragment per minute, which is pretty slow. If you can get these nightmare hunts down at master to where you're running them, you know, fairly quickly, it's going to be a really, really good uh, grind, I think, because you will be able to farm for the gun you want, but also get essences, um, you know, get enough to buy essences for others uh, that would that would make it a, a really, really worthwhile farm. Uh, to, to stick with T-Funk how can Bungie prevent bakes avoiding mechanics that make the fight seem different and not have immunity phases I think one of the issues is that the players want power and we hate sponges how can Bungie balance these issues man they are so close in nightmare hunts if you want my honest opinion they're actually really really close if the nightmare hunt is if the nightmare boss is spongy okay and you make it to where I, pra- I, I practically have to use unstable essence to get good damage that's a really really good balance i mean that's something i've actually outlined in videos before I'm like why not make us fight our way to some you know uh weapon or or artifact or something that makes it to where i i, I have to have this to do damage and when you do that you're setting it up to where it's risk reward and that would be a really, really good scenario. It's like, well, if you want to do good damage against this guy, he's really spongy, you have to go get the Unstable Essence. Unstable Essence requires you to kill a Nightmare. You know, and then not only that, you have to... Not only that, you have to you have to use it in a certain amount of time. What if you have to have the Essence to do damage? I think that would be reasonable, because then you could basically say, you know, you have to just keep doing cycles of damage until you kill him, and a really, really good cycle would feel really really rewarding because um, right now it doesn't feel rewarding to get a good damage cycle it's it's on it's honestly kind of like annoying um, I'm just gonna walk this out it's not it's not worth wasting ammo on him because I'm trying to do bounties uh, for Ikora while we do these Q&A sessions uh, it it's honestly punishing to do good damage You're like oh cool we got him down to 15% and then you got to survive what like two waves of nightmare hunts and it actually makes it more challenging because 
especially at master it's it's a really really you know it's a tough room to stay alive in um if you require them to do damage then you wouldn't be able to just go in and like super 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 pop and then have it be a really really easy bake you'd have to be more nuanced like no 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 no. take it slow you see if we can't kite the nightmares over here kill the nightmares all right grab the essence all right go out god you got unstable go 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 there's at least um give and take there there's strategy there's movement there's there's kiting the enemies there's timing with your you know your teammates um so i feel like they're actually pretty close personally and they just they unfortunately they've dialed in something that they've used before that none of us like and I think that's one of the problems is that honestly if if you played any of the content up to now um, you 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 know that you know that we hate immunity but you also know that melting bosses is kind of silly um, and so there doesn't seem to be a super easy answer uh, it's like if you if you don't make them immune we're going to burn them if you make them super spongy then it's just annoying and people are going to come up with the cheesiest builds and then you narrow what people are going to run but I think they're really really close with unstable essence I think they're very very close with unstable essence with unstable essence you could require people to grab unstable essence to actually do damage and these vex uh, are not counting in vanguard strikes defeating vex grants the most efficient progress these vex are not counting uh for that particular one so defeating vex with my super and minotaurs in the vex offensive yeah that one's not going to happen um and then defeat vex with grenade launchers so i'm gonna have to just go to use the nessus law sector i guess um so yeah i'm not gonna run vanguard strikes i was just gonna do lost sectors mindlessly while i sit here and do q a so i can get some xp uh, for my time, uh, that way I can I can still make some progress uh, with with the uh, we're trying to basically buff the for those of you who are like what is he doing I'm trying to do anything I can to buff my artifacts so I'm not popping bounties unless I'm with a teammate in a in an area because you get more being in a fire team um, and I'm trying to do that so that I can buff the artifact I want to get the artifact as high as possible uh, that way I can get into uh, that way I can get into the actual uh, Nightmare Hunts at Master and have a little bit of an easier time. So, yeah, with 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 T-Funk's question, I feel like there's two ditches that we fall into. Bosses get absolutely decimated and don't feel like a boss, or bosses have immunity phases and basically de-incentivize the player from playing well. Like, when we ran Master and got really good damage phases in, it actually put more pressure on us, which I think is stupid. should be relieving to be like, oh, look at that. We only need one more good damage phase and we got this guy. And instead of feeling that, we felt frustration because it was like, oh, hey, by the way, uh, you now have to face multiple phases of nightmares because we're going to steal your damage phases from you. We were punished for playing well. Um, Both of those are ditches that we don't want to fall into. So if you require me to grab Unstable Essence to do damage to the boss, that enables me to bake, but I have to be effective at the fight, and I think that's fair. Gracula. For the casual middle road player who's 950, why would I run high-level Nightmare Hunts just for the challenge? Already answered that about the materials. Uh, from Revenge of the Smith, what would you consider a god roll on the Tranquility Moon Sniper? I use that in the raid, uh, and I use box breathing combined with relay is really, really good. Uh, it's really, really good, actually. 
and you can you can stand next to relay and if you use the box breathing you can basically I can one shot the cyclops as soon as he appears uh, which is which is one of the main reasons I run it there's also a firing line ro- uh, roll you can get I just prefer box breathing because in this in that specific fight and the in the last fight in garden there's usually not enough people nearby to proc firing line I can proc box breathing on my own and stand next to relay and when I stand next to relay it uh, it solves my problem it helps it it basically helps with uh, with the with the situation because that's one of the things that we switched to we switched to the the, the strat that I originally didn't like I really originally did not like uh, sending two people and going for 15 then 15 but once we learned that you lock the bank once it's got all 30 moats in there it can no longer be sacrificed on that really changed the fight for me uh, because it became like oh we can actually do this and it relieves pressure it, it, it actually doesn't add uh, it doesn't add pressure so that was one of the reasons that uh, that I liked it because you could go from one side to the other and not have to worry about sacrifices Leviathan Hefe, do you think uh, Ascendant Shards could have been included in the rewards? Master Nightfall is the only place to get those currently? No, and here's a line of reasoning that I use, and I, 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 I didn't make this point very strongly in my video, but I should have. Nightmare Hunts are really, really slow, uh, really, really fast. And I think people need to remember that currently the only reason they're slow is because of Delta. Once we are at Delta or close to it, and we start burning these down a lot faster, you're talking about giving somebody Ascendant Shards for something that takes them five minutes. And I don't think that's the proper way of doing it. Um, I, I don't think that's a proper way of doing it. I, I think whenever you're going to be giving something like Ascendant Shards, I think you really, really need to be doing something that is like a raid or a 980 nightfall something that requires a bit more time that 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 can't be burned so quickly i really do think that's where people are people are just forgetting that the primary reason master nightmare hunts are 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 so slow right now is is not because they're oh what this is just such arduous content oh my goodness this is ridiculous it's primarily slow because of uh primarily slow because of the delta and eventually the delta gets met and then you don't have to worry about it anymore um you you if you don't if you don't keep that in mind i think a lot of the times you're going to come to bad conclusions about oh my gosh i can't believe this you know this is unbelievable we're this is taking so long i mean listen we were under delta and got the time trial by accident and it wasn't I, I wasn't enjoying myself. I this is a personal preference. I do not like going into content under Delta. I freaking hate it. I hate hiding. I hate getting barrel stuffed by enemies and then being like, I can't do anything against them because they just run up in front of your face and they have so much health and so much damage output. I absolutely hate Delta uh, Delta environments. Um, so even as unfun as I thought it was, even as unfun as I thought it was, I definitely felt like we were able to get it done in a good amount of time and if you were handing me an ascendant shard for our three completions yesterday that's that's absurd that, that's such a fast turnover rate um you can't farm the 980 you can farm the 950 and convert the sticks uh to the golf balls what the frick you can't farm the 980 but you can farm the 950 i'm not sure exactly what you mean um 
Eugene. I've never heard that expression, converting sticks to golf balls. I don't know what they, what's he saying, chat? Um, in, in general, in general, I think nightmare hunts are meant to be a super quick turnover. All right. Oh, prisms to shards. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, he's talking about converting the prisms into the sh- into ascendant shards. Yeah, but that's a pretty, I don't know. Yeah, they're too fast. I mean, ultimately, that's th- that's that's the conclusion I'm going to come to on it. Is they're so freaking fast. Nightmare hunts are too fast to be giving that level of currency. It, it Once, if you wanted to throw in an ascendant shard the first time with the pinnacle, I might be willing to listen to that. But again, I think nightmare hunts are meant to be tied to the lectern grind, and that's their purpose. And when you look at it in that regard, it's a really good grind. We're not supposed to be getting ascendant shards from from every from every corner of the game. That's just that's not the way that the game is set up. H Mongolite, do you think that keeping endgame materials, exotics, enhancement, prism, and ascendant shards in Legend and Master Nightfall is a way to keep all activities relevant? In this way, Master Nightmare Hunts doesn't give you those mats. This is such a well-timed question. That's another that's another angle that I'm glad H Mongolite just highlighted. It, every every lane then has its purpose. Remember when we were like, how do you make strikes relevant, Lono? And people were like, oh, put the put the strike specific loot in there. And I'm like, you, you just took you just took the Nightfall's purpose away from it. Like Nightfall's up to now. The only reason to run a Nightfall up to now, up before Shadowkeep, was for the Nightfall-specific rewards. I was like, you have to create a new reward system. So, Nightmare Hunt's being tied to the Lectern. It's its own system. It's its own economy. It's its own purpose. It's its own grind. And then you run a Nightfalls, and they're relevant because of the endgame currency. I think that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. It's divided up into hoppers and lanes of this is relevant for this, this is relevant for that. Slipknot Kid. Do you think it would be cool if Master Hunts could drop the masterworked version of the associated weapon? You gotta be careful here, because the turnover again. I'm gonna push back on a lot of these suggestions and, and brush past these questions really fast. The, the, the Nightmare Hunts are gonna get to the point that they're way too fast to reward that, because that you talk about breaking that down for char, I mean, for en- enhancement cores every time. That Again, that's, a, that's, a, that's too fast. Now, you could say, oh, there's a really high chance of the Masterwork version of the gun dropping the first time you complete it when the pinnacles are dropping. I could see that maybe. Again, I'm just going to keep coming back to the fact that these are these encounters are too fast for that level of reward. The Assassin. Uh, what should the rewards be for Master Hunts? I think they're fine. Uh, Melmzy. Is the Menagerie the best place to grind out gear for stats? I've seen drops up to 61 from there. Plus, you can choose the affinity, or will it not be good enough because people wanting god rolls? Just really depends. Uh, the fact that you can choose the affinity does make the menagerie really, really nice. But whenever you go into really, really difficult nightmare hunts, or you go into the raid, you're probably going to be missing the undying armor mod slot, which is going to make it really unappealing. If you're going to run nightmare hunts at master, you're going to want supreme mods. They make an enormous difference. Um, so you're probably going to find that. Um, it doesn't have the undying mod slot. Yeah, you're going to find that armor to be very limited in its relevancy for you. Great stats are not going to make up the difference because if you watch me land my Nova and my grenade on the boss at, at master difficulty, it's ridiculously strong and I'm delted. Imagine how strong it'll be when I'm no longer under the delta of the encounter. Um, it'll be really, really good. 
so unfortunately I'm gonna need to go to a planet and somebody's gonna need to join me I can't I can't grab more bounties because I have to cash these in <laughs> um Jaybirds, what is the cap for a single piece of armor? We believe that it is 70, and then obviously when you take it all the way up to level 10, it adds two points to every stat bar, and there are six stat bars, so it would be 76, and then you could add a 10, so a, I guess 86 would be the max. Pretty sure 70 base is max, then you would, 70 base would be the max, then you would add 12, I'm sorry, not six points, you'd add 12 points. If it's two to all of them, it's 12, so that would take it up to, um... 82 plus 10 from a mod is 92 so 82 without a mod 92 with once all the way to 10 um would be the the math sorry i crunched the numbers too quickly there yeah it would it would jump from base 70 max to 82 base by taking it all the way to level 10 and then it could jump from 82 to 92 with a mod so uh 101 ghost is Izanagi's burden quest being bugged a big issue? What do you think the solution philosophy will be on it? I feel like it may get a nerf because of this. I don't think it's going to get a nerf. I think it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It's an exotic that has to be used in a particular way, and you burn through your ammo really, really quickly um, using it at its max power. I actually think Izanagi's is one of the best examples of a high damage threshold weapon. Uh, Izanagi's is in a really, really good spot, personally. Um, so, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I would leave it as it is, um, because I think that is a, that is a needed, uh, that is a needed thing, uh, for people to feel that sense of, like, you know, we, we've got something that's really, really strong, but truth be told, you miss a shot or two, and your ammo efficiency and economy goes in the dadgum toilet. I mean, I was being really choosy with my shots in the nightmare hunts yesterday, and when I missed one, it hurt, you know. But when I hit one, if you watch the clip on Twitter where I got the clutch, that clip, I hit a shot that turns the tide. Like, I hit the last nightmare, then we're able to bake, and then they die, and I launch a Nova and kill the boss. Like, it's like right by the, it's, I mean, and that wouldn't have been possible without Izanagi's. I had to hit my shot, it had to be, it had to be procced for the four, four bullets at once, um, it's 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 a high risk, high reward weapon. Um, you're 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 slapping a you're you're slapping a a heavy heavy ammo cost on yourself, and you're limiting your loadout with it being an exotic. But they do need to fix it so people can get it. H Mongolite, since the moon and the lectern table is here to stay, do you see that they'll be relevant in the future season? Other than the first week, I haven't ran a strike because there's nothing in the game for me in there. Yeah, this is what they need to do with strikes take Ikora's system and give it to Zavala. He already has the bounties. He already has the currency with the tokens. Give him a couple weapons every season, just like Ikora. Do the same dadgum thing with Shax. Like, they have exactly what they need. They have the format they need. Ikora is the new ideal NPC structure. She's perfect. In more ways than one. She is perfect. Like, you look at her system, and that's exactly what they need to do. That would be a reason to grind strikes. That would be a reason to stay in the Crucible playlist. Like, and then that's a, that gives the tokens more uh, more purpose than just token slamming an NPC. Um, so, this system that you see with her, this is exactly what every NPC in the game should look like. Devrim K should look like this every season, but have one gun per season. 
every NPC should have one gun per season, and then Shax and Zavala should have maybe a couple more. Like, maybe they get two a season or something. And maybe all of the maybe also maybe also they let you do armor they let you buy five armor pieces as well two guns per season and then all of his armor is purchasable they, they they would obviously be armor that we've seen before but it would give you an intentional grind for maybe vanguard armor or crucible armor if you really really wanted it right um so I would say that would be a reason to run strikes. Now, to the initial part of your question, I think the Nightmare Hunts and the Lectern are here to stay, and they're meant to be a long burn grind. You might not really feel like you're good enough to really get the most efficient grind, okay? The most efficient grind of the Lectern with Nightmare Hunts at Master, you might not really get there until next season. Maybe you crack 950 near the end of this season, but then you lose the artifact, then you gotta grind up the artifact. The beauty of that is, that's exactly how the menagerie set up. None of the guns on the lectern are held at arm's length. You can go for them if you want, it's just slower and not as efficient. If you're hardcore, if you've leveled up, if you've gone in with your buddies and figured out how to burn it down, it's a really efficient grind. It's just like when one team doing menagerie in 8 minutes and another team doing menagerie in 20 minutes, the difference isn't the loot that you get, the difference is the efficiency that you're getting it. That's the, that is the important thing I think for people to remember is that you are you are not necessarily setting it up to be everybody's doing it right now. I think that is I think that is intentional and I think it's good because then every season every every person potentially has something waiting for them that they haven't gotten to yet. Maybe you spend all this season grinding the artifact so you can grind the lectern for god rolls like oh I don't know this crazy streamer named Sano to Rage who went nuts for the grenade launcher. Maybe you spend a significant portion of the season doing that and you ignore nightfalls, you have almost none of the, the none of the great uh, currencies, almost none of your armors that tend to then you do that next season, right? That becomes your focus next season. All right, this season I'm going to grind my artifact like crazy and then I'm going to hit those nightfalls. Why? I feel strong enough to do it. I got great rolls on the weapons from the lectern. I'm going to use them in the nightfall like there's a lot to this system that I think people are overlooking and like oh it's a bunch of reskins it's not good content there's a lot going on here um, in my opinion that I think is staggered really really well and I think people are thinking nope Right now, in this season, Nightmare Hunt should be relevant right now to me. I should be able to run it at Master and be getting rolls on weapons and high-stack gear drops. Now, we had a little bit ago an idea that it would be good to see. It would be good to see them say, Hey, uh, if you beat a Master-level Nightmare Hunt, it drops an Enhanced Essence, and Enhanced Essences have a higher probability of, you know, when, for armor, for example, to dropping armor with better stats, Right? That would be a reason to run because right now, so, you know, Chevy was in here and I tend to agree with him and Glad to a point, to a point. They were saying, if I'm running this at Master, I need to be getting high stat gear. The challenge with the Lectern is you can run Nightfall, Nightmare Hunts at Hero, get a really good turnover rate on the Essence and make the armor really, really easily. And if that's how you get your high stat gear, that's really going to invalidate other encounters and other content that should be making you go in for high stack gear and you got to remember the, the lectern armor also also has uh the undying mod slot which means you can throw nightmare hunt mods on it and you can throw raid mods on it so it's really good armor if you get it high stat they just need to make the farm sensible i don't want somebody grinding hero nightmare hunts in five minutes 
and make an armor like crazy for high stats. So they could create a new tier of uh, they could create a new tier of the the actual essences to to justify giving people that run it at master a higher a higher stat roll. I could I could one hundred percent get behind that. We just have to be careful. Like all these all these funnels of grind. A lot of the times, I, I say this a lot. I say this a lot. Bungie can see further down the road than we can, and they know. Well, yeah, if we do that, people are just going to grind into hero. They're going to be getting high stat gear in a matter of a week, you know. Um, we have been testing this too, and Chevy's reporting back. I killed the guys fifteen times, got no essences. I'm done punching these dummies. Yeah, I don't. I don't think those guys can drop an essence. We were theorizing there are some essences, like the essence of obscurity for the SMG, that does not have an associated nightmare hunt, and we were thinking maybe the world nightmares that show up and rotate week to week. Uh, maybe they dropped the essences, and apparently they don't. After 15 kills, I would say that's that's a non-drop, because Gaul was dropping essence of rage like every other run. Actually, he was dropping it almost every run for me on hero. So it seemed like all we had to do was hit the platinum score. Uh Serotonio, off topic, but do you feel that Destiny and just games in general are capitalizing on FOMO, fear of missing out, by using seasonal content? which doesn't stick around. As somebody who can't play as much as I used to, uh, hard to know, I might not be able to get to do everything. I actually think the seasonal content structure right now is is way better than it ever is way better than a lot of us could have imagined it. And let me make my case. You can't play as much as you used to, right? Right now, if you play Vex Offensive, it is the single most rewarding piece of content in all of Destiny. The loot turnover rate in like an hour of X offensive, an hour or two of X offensive is absolutely ridiculous. And you're benefiting from that because what the actual frick? Oh my gosh, those nightmare shadows freak me the frick out. They're putting the shadow. You see that shadow on the wall? Gee, many Christmas. Anyway, um, the reason that Vex Offensive is, is as rewarding as it is, is because it's going away in a season. Okay? It's going away in a season. You also have to consider there are there are predatory versions of FOMO, and then there's just like normal garden variety FOMO. Okay? When Dark Below came out, that's garden variety FOMO. If you want to play the new content, if you want to go into the new raid called Crota's End, if you want to play the new stuff and get the new stuff, you gotta buy the new DLC homie are you in here what is this this won't reset alright watch well, fast travel it won't reset the uh, the lost sector for me um so low level FOMO garden variety FOMO is totally fine if you want the new content if you want the new loot then you got to you've got to buy like that's just it. Went back too fast. That's like not a thing. Going back too fast is not a thing. When you leave in the title change, title changes, the Lost Sector resets. There's something going on now with instancing that Lost Sectors are like glitching out and not resetting. I've never had to like go outside and count to five. Trust me, we used to grind the one on the EDZ and Titan like over and over and over and over again. Um... Had the same thing happen to me on Mars last night? Yeah, I think it's an instancing problem. Um, it's like it's... I, I've gone to a planet brand new fresh 
landed, run to the lost sector, and there's no enemies in it. It's like it throws me in somebody's previously beaten lost sector. It's really weird. It's like, what are you, what are y'all doing, man? It, I started having instancing problems uh, the minute they launched cross save. I would go to the tower. There'd be no NPCs. I would go into a, pub, I would go, I drop to a public space. I, I would instance in by myself. Drive to the lost sector, no ads. The first time, not not the second time, the first time. There's some type of an instancing problem, uh, and it seemed to start when they launched cross-save. I don't know if the two are related. Um, a lot of people have thought that it's my ISP. I, that's the, it seems really convenient that myself and many other people started having these problems around the same time. Um, so. So... That to me, garden variety FOMO, garden variety feeling of missing out is fine. And I don't have a freaking problem with it. All right. But I will say this. I will say this. There can be predatory FOMO where like, oh, they're throwing it in your face. Or it was, who was it that was going to basically research to be like, we're going to use matchmaking to put you in games with people that have stuff that you haven't bought yet. Like that's that I wouldn't even say that's predatory, but I would say that's that's a little bit much. You're being pretty heavy-handed. You're like you're trying to make me feel like I'm 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 less than, I'm second class or whatever. Um you know, worse versions of FOMO would be selling power. Um you know, how could there be predatory FOMO? I guess the only way you could do predatory FOMO is if you were literally disrupting my play and trying to manipulate the player into feeling like they needed to spend the money. Like, constantly shoving it in my face. Hey, you know, look at your friends list. Like, what if it was doing that? What if, like, every time I booted it up, it was like, here's how far you are behind all your teammates, and, you know, here's what you'd be getting if you spent some money. Like, that would be, even that, I don't know if you could say it's predatory. That would be disruptive and, and like, almost, um, you could call that aggressive FOMO. It's like, what the frick? Why do you keep shoving this in my face? Uh, I just, I think you are the benefactor of the seasonal content going away. If you are a more casual player, I think you benefit from it more than you realize because they made Vex offensive ridiculously. Oh, Fusion. I'm an idiot. I'm sitting here using this shotgun and uh, it's, it's Fusion it's fusion and then it's and then it's what it's rocket and machine gun dad gummit and pulse <laughs> chat don't give me grief about not reading okay i know i know how to read i just don't read uh very well or very often i'm uh i'm a bad i'm a bad reader i gotta get this pulse rival so let me go to the next question we we've talked about enough about that i think is it possible there's a hidden exotic in the game right now my collection numbers don't add up uh you'd have to be more specific than that uh you'd have to be more specific than that it's possible there is a hidden exotic because luke smith said they really like doing those quests so what's the hardest raid in your opinion the hardest raid, I think the hardest raid would be a non-cheesed Last Wish. Um, probably. A non-cheesed Last Wish. If you cheese it, then Last Wish is kind of a joke, but I think that the Riven fight is probably the single most complex fight in all of Destiny raids uh, as far as communication, as far as people were literally using text chat you know to handle uh, the call outs because it was it was it was I mean it's a tough raid 
Um, last wish is so easy without the cheese. I don't think so. I think you have to look at difficulty outside of your runs once you understand it, right? Every raid, once you understand it, is a jo- it just becomes a joke, right? You go in and know exactly... Like, let me give you an example. Have you ever been somewhere, like, you go to a place you're going to be staying for a while, a summer camp or a dormitory. When you first get there, you're like, this place is freaking huge. Oh my gosh. And then a week later, it doesn't feel big anymore. You're like, nah, I, I, I know where the kitchen is. I know where the shortcuts are. I know that this stairs leads to this. You know what I mean? So, I would say raids are the same way. The first time you go in there, you're like, gee, many freaking Christmas. Like, what, what, this is... And then all of a sudden... And then all of a sudden you understand the all of a sudden you understand the the raid and it feels really 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 fast, right? I I think Last Wish, as it's designed, when people don't know every nook and cranny of the fight, and and are and are new to it, it is the it is the most challenging. Like when you go in there and you haven't polished it yet, the, all the moving parts, all the things that have to be communicated, all the things you have to do. Um, people are saying Aspire second phase. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Skolos, Skolos, uh, before Skolos on non-solar burn. Final answer. I don't know. <laughs> there were some pretty rough Skolos runs. Uh, <laughs> that's not a raid boss. He probably was. And then they, they canceled the raid for House of Wolves. It was going to be called the arena. Um, yeah, I don't... I think I'm gonna go with Last Wish just because of the, just because of the eyes and the callouts and the splitting of the team up and the size and the length and it's if you don't cheese it it's it's actually pretty complex. There, it, if you're gonna debate between that and Spire, go for it. I don't think there are any other raids that come close, really, to to, to the complexity of, of what you got to do in like Last Wish. Um, I just don't think so. Melodic Gamer. By the way, if you're new to the stream and you've never been here before and you're enjoying the... It's like an interactive podcast. This is like a stream that you can listen to and it's also family-friendly and we do question-answer sessions like this pretty regular, basically daily. If you're enjoying yourself, remember to click the follow button. That is the heart button. That is a free and easy way to support what I do. I appreciate everybody being here. Uh, The turnout lately has been really, really cool. It's been really, really neat to see folks taking more and more interest in this this style of content. Uh, And we'll, uh, we'll keep delivering. We're having a really good time. I really appreciate all the... Even the disagreements are fun because everybody's pretty cool, pretty chill, and respectful. What's good, Wes? At War, I haven't seen you in a while. Um, a lot of gamer. Could the Master Nightmare Hunts at least have a chance to drop the Dreambane armor with the Supreme Mod coming with it? Supreme Mods are literally a punch-out system at Legend, homie. I mean, it didn't take us long at all to get the three. There's only three. Supreme Mods are so easy to get. And, and with it already slotted, they're not consumable. Bro. Like they're not consumable, homie. Like you get them and then you got them. Like you don't need armor to drop with them in there. Now, if you want to talk about stat rolls, like we were a little bit ago, you, maybe that is the answer. Maybe the maybe we don't need, um, maybe we don't need an extreme essence, or I'm sorry, an enhanced essence. Maybe we don't need an enhanced essence. Maybe we just need to say, hey, if uh, if you if you um, if you beat a master level nightfall, there's a chance for the armor to drop, and it'll have really good stats. I do think people would probably want to be able to make it 
and have that intentionality like if they just really really need boots with good stats that's why I think like the enhanced version is probably a pretty good solution um because it would it would it would honor the fact that you can make guns at the lectern um and allow people that 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 freedom so arcane blaze oh you forgot they were reusable yeah if they were not reusable your suggestion was good but because they're slottable and unslottable and it's a punch out system like i said like we literally got them we got all three supremes i think in like four runs of legend i mean it was very fast so when do you think we'll be able to explore chicago i know there's some old concept art from it and i honestly think it's about time explore some of the skyscrapers instead of the tunnels all right i'm i'm gonna do some theorizing with you right now they said and we've been told numerous times it was really really hard for them to bring d1 content over to d2 we were told that by uh patrick who worked there for a while a holtzman um and i know other people have echoed that uh that have gone to bungie um and so i i don't i don't know i don't know if there's like a a big exception they were able to make with the moon because like the moon is huge it's really big yo annihilus with two months always stay amazing you the best i hope you're well we'll have to game sometime soon um 15 months from justin diaz thank you justin diaz welcome back dude general cow i missed your 29 month uh resub a little bit ago uh thank you so much um yeah i i think i do i do think that that something something with the moon strikes me as very strange if supposedly that recreating d1 stuff was like really really hard i i don't quite understand how they were able to pull off the moon then because the moon especially the way that they did it the moon is massive the moon is freaking massive the under the underside of the moon uh combined combined with the lost sectors the lost sectors are freaking huge loving that shirt thank you i'm getting a lot of compliments on this shirt i think I, uh, apparently i look really good in this shirt so i appreciate everybody uh making me feel really attractive today um Pete chats in a certain kind of mood so yeah i i love I love the idea of going back to the old places, you know? I love the idea of going back to the old places. The shirt looks good. I know, I know, Mel. Mel cannot admit that I'm attractive. She can't. <laughs> uh, I love the idea of going back to the old places or going to Chicago like it's been hinted at before. So, you, you know, I would love it. I would love it. But we have to remember something. They're running out of space in this game. They're running out of space. I think the Dreadnought's the last biggest place we're going to go, and that's going to be right out of D1. Um, I still think that's happening next year in September, and then that'll be the last big location that we go to. That's what I think. Um, So. Eight uh, Legion. Thoughts on exotics this season being so easy to obtain versus legendary ritual weapons? Um, Man, I... Yeah, I think they... I don't know. Does the shirt come in men's sizes? <laughs> so original. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if um, if how I feel about this. I don't know how I feel about this. The way that they have set up the exotics being accessible, rituals being a grind, 
it that is interesting that they did set it up that way um i don't know if i would say divinity was super uh super accessible divinity was time consuming and requires a raid run so i think the divinity was in is in a really really good spot the the the, the bow and the rocket launcher i would probably agree or are uh, are pretty dadgum dope. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, pretty pretty accessible. Um, but yeah, the rituals, you know. So we have scout grenade hand can this time. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's tough call. It's tough call because like, what what's what's it worth to you to change the pursuit? Like if they did it, if they did what they did with rituals to exotics, and then they made rituals like exotics, like would that really make a huge difference? You know, I don't know. Um, Divinity is a good example of how exotics should be earned in the game. Leviathan's Breath too. I've not done Leviathan's Breath. I thought Divinity was really really good. It required a raid run. It was complex. There were puzzles. It was good. It felt it felt pretty neat. Now, obviously, when you go through there with somebody who knows how to do it, there's no mystery. You're just kind of like blip, 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 do it, do it, do it. But it kind of took me back to monitors, um, you know, doing the monitors at uh, at out for the outbreak um, in RAF. The G-Man, I was watching the roundtable last night, and to Paul's point to increase the light level next season, they almost have to, right? Or how are they going to be setting up the raid layer? It wouldn't be too easy to gate. Number one, there will be no raid next season. Write that down. There's no way it's happening. Uh, they do not have the bandwidth for it. Uh, I, there's just, I just don't see it happening. Uh, second, even if they did one, they have contest modifier. Uh, third, the power level next season is got to be one of the most unlikely things to happen. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, I don't think there'll be a raid next season. I don't think gear power is going up for uh, the next year. I think we are 950 or 960 gear score. Not artifact on top. We're talking gear score. Max 950 gear, 960 for pinnacle, being a multi-season grind. Um, the 980 nightfall and the 980 nightmare hunts, I think, go hand in hand with this. Because think about it, if you're getting close to 950, and all of a sudden next season they raise it to 1,000, they've got to raise all the content too, which means you're right back to the problem of the last annual pass. You're right back to the last problem where you're going to have to do surge bounties to get everybody up to 950 because a bunch anybody that was close to 950 now they're not close to the new power level again. You're like you're making them you know ever ever chase. Uh, it, it's just it's always out there in front of them. They can't they can't get it. They can't get max level. I do not think there will not be a power upgrade. There simply will not. If there will be, then the the grind to 960 is going to be one of the dumbest things they've ever added. Why would you slowly grind to like 955 gear score to next season, get passed or tied by anybody playing the game who just decided to sit at 950? Like, I really don't think people understand how silly that would be. Imagine you spend this entire season trying to hit 960 and you get to like 955 and then all of a sudden next season lands and next season's like yep yeah, the new gear score is uh max score is what uh the new the new gear score is a thousand and you're like so what after a couple of drops my buddy that totally ignored pinnacle stuff is gonna tie my power level why would i slowly grind to 955 the slow grind to 960 makes way more sense of not having a power upgrade on gear next season. It also makes way more sense of the pow- of the of the difficulty spectrums on the nightfalls and the nightmare hunts. 
you are going to be grinding the artifact because as soon as they take your artifact away nobody is going to be at 960 or higher everybody's going to be at 950 low 950s or under and then all the content still relevant within the power structure um they Luke, go and read go and read Luke Smith's art like a director's cut part 2 you cannot read his director's cut cut part 2 and think that everything's staying fine and dandy with leveling and you're going to get a gear level bump every season he makes it pretty clear that level is changing he also makes it even sound like that your your player upgrading experience in 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 year 3 is the artifact um I'm telling you, a la carte seasons, the difficulty spectrums on Nightmare Hunts and Nightfalls, uh, he talked about in the in the Director's Cut Part 2, keeping people close together in levels. Um, and here's the thing. I made this point yesterday, and this is the best point I can make about this. I believe roughly 70 to 80%, roughly 70 to 80% of the community will not be at 950 end of this season. The, the, the overwhelming majority of this community will not hit 950 end of this season, okay? Which means, if you raise power level next season and scoot all of the difficulty spectrums up out of their reach again, you're going to frustrate them the exact same way you frustrated them when we went from Black Armory to Drifter to Opulence. Because when we went into Black Armory, only like 10% of the community was at max level. Most of the community does not hit max level. It's just the way that it goes. Now, they made hitting 950 way easier. You can definitely hit it way easier. So I think 30% is is, is a pretty good number. I think roughly 30% of the community is going to hit 950, okay? Do you mean 960? No, I mean what I'm saying. I mean 950. Nobody's hitting 960 this season, homie. Nobody. It's not mathematically possible, okay? Nobody's hitting a 960 gear score, you know, past the artifact, okay? So next season you slide everything out of their reach you also have to consider a lion's share of the community that hits 950 is going to hit it really late in the season we're hitting it really really fast we exhaust all the powerfuls we run raids we blitz iron banner we do all of our milestones two hour a night johnny johnny's and, and and Susie's that play for two hours a night are not hitting 950 gear score as fast as you it's easier, but it's not happening, okay? The majority of the player base was not at max level at the end of every single season in the last annual pass. Now, somebody might push back and say, but leveling was a lot harder back then, Lono. Fair point, and then they had to do the surge bounties and the surge quest. I, it is a fair point to say leveling is way easier now. True, but every single season they bump that power level you're frustrating the majority of the player base that either just got there haven't been there very long or they're not there yet those three categories i think make up a lot of people they weren't 950 for very long at the end of the season they literally just got the 950 at the end of the season or they're not there yet I think this makes up a giant, giant portion of the community that would be frustrated by a power bump every season. Also, seasons are a la carte. So what are you going to do for the guy that skips this season and buys the spring season? What are you going to do with that guy? He, you're going to have to do surge bounties and surge quests. I feel like they admitted that the surge bounties and the surge quests were a band-aid for bad leveling and people getting left behind. Now, we're all on a level playing field if the only thing to level is the artifact. And the artifact is your way as a hardcore player of getting out of the 950s, back into the 960s, 970s, to run the hardcore content. Difficulty spectrum can stay in place. And here's the thing you're missing. Okay? If I'm right, 
and a majority of the player base isn't going to like a, a bump on gear score because they just get to 950 for a short period of time or they're not there yet. If I'm right about that, the minority, the people that are there now, you guys are actually making my case for me and I hadn't gotten there yet. The other side of the player base that gets to 950 really early you are arguing that it's not a value point because it only lasts a couple weeks for the hardcore players. So why the frick should they do it every season? It's going to frustrate the casuals and it's a value point that lasts what? Two weeks, three weeks for you? Come on! It's not a value point. It's a barrier and a hurdle for casuals and it's a tenuous, quickly eroded value point for hardcore players. We are blitzing it and done within two to three weeks. What? Do you stop playing after you hit 950? No, why? Because there's plenty more to do. I think what people are going to get accustomed to doing every season is you're going to sit down at the new season, you're going to grab bounties, you're going to grab quests, you're going to go into high XP environments, and you're going to level up that artifact as as fast as you can. Why? Number one, there's new mods, new perks, new things to try out. Number two, you're trying to boost your level again. So then you're playing it like it's an RPG. You're grabbing bounties. You're going into high XP payout areas and you're going and playing the stuff that you enjoy instead of chasing milestones and getting mad at bad RNG, which is what we do now. Look at people doing 951 grinds, right? <laughs> Look at those people. Like, there's there's just there's just no way. There's no way they're doing gear bumps anymore this, this year. I think it's gone. Um... And I understand why people like it. It was very accustomed to it. Paul Tassi thinks I'm crazy. He's like, there's no way they're going to do that. He's like, they're going to do a level bump every season. Like, he thinks, a lot of people think I'm nuts. But I've, I, I've, I've, got a, I've gotten a reputation, you know? I, like it, I, I call it before it happens, and everybody thinks I'm crazy. Like, pinnacle weapons are going away. No, they're not. They went away. I call a shotgun needs nerfed. No, it's not. It gets nerfed. Like... Rec- add recluse to the list. That's getting nerfed too. Like that's an easier prediction to make than the others. But um, the pinnacle, the pinnacle weapon thing going away. I mean, that's that's not bad. My batting average is is is, is pretty good right now. And I'm telling you that the 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 value transmission is going to get better. I think value transmission is going to be better when they do this. I think each season is going to be far better for just jumping in and grabbing bounties and just playing the game. And it'll feel, I think it's going to feel a whole lot better than what we've done in the past uh, up to now. One-Eyed Mask nerf. They're going to address One-Eyed Mask. I mean, they put, it in the, they put it in the blog post. I don't know why it took this long. They probably wanted to do a lot of experimentation with it because it's a great PvE piece of gear, and I don't think they want to butcher it uh, in PvE. I don't think they want to butcher it. It'd be very easy to butcher um, and make that thing completely irrele- irrelevant. Sorry. Uh, Kid Gib with a brand new Prime sub. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. Enjoy ad-free viewing on my channel. Thank you, Kid Gib. You the best. Um, just lock it for PvP. What's good, Turk? Uh, Galaxy Sorry says, when the new uh, season starts, will this nightmare grind have been worth it with the weapons you have seen so far that's subjective some people don't think the weapons are worth it I do now here's the thing whether you think they're worth it or not I think we all agree that it's time for new perks uh, more interesting perks more perk diversity 
uh, more everything. I, they're, they're not that interesting. They're really good. I mean, you can get a really, really good grenade launcher, really good shotgun, really good 110. People are like, 110s aren't that great. I think 110s are going to start to grow in popularity because when you go into challenging content and you want to step back and keep your range, uh, I think 110s hit really hard and you can get a demolitionist loud lullaby. You can get a, obviously, outlaw rampage. But a, I think a demolitionist um, loud lullaby is gonna become a popular, uh, popular version of the gun. Uh, demolitionist with anti-barrier rounds and breach refractor. I just think the more and more people get a taste for that and see how good oppressive darkness grenades are every what like five red bars, uh, people are really gonna start to like that. Uh, that that's a really really fun build. And hard content, you know, having those oppressive grenades so so fast and so regular. I just I think it's gonna become I think it's gonna become more popular um, than it is right now. So it's just it's gonna take time. I think I think people don't like there's a natural stigma. Uh, there's a natural stigma on the on the one tens because of the fire rate. There's a natural stigma, and th- I understand that they do feel they do feel clunky whenever you first start using them, but they hit really really hard. The point that I've been making today is it hits hard like a scout, but it's got the agility of a hand cannon, and it's in it just something about that mixture. And then that I really want to try one with demolitionist and see if I really if if I like it as much as I think I'm gonna like it because I think it's gonna be really nice to be cracking red bars from from decent range, and if you run it with anti barrier and breach refractor on your armor, you should be getting a grenade every every five trash ads or so thyroid hey rage thanks for being such a a great person for the community do you have advice for returning player looking for semi-serious clan for a player who wants to raid a lot Uh, I wouldn't say I'm a speedrunner I don't have like a rolodex of clans like I don't have like a contact list like that to to help you out Um, we have clans here that are sub only just because we manage them pretty tightly uh, in the crucible uh, in the crucible in the discord what the heck um so um melodic gamer says demolitionist weapon with anti-barrier rounds breach refactor and verity brow which is a warlock exotic grenades and roughly four kills huh that's not bad um that's pretty good that I would rather run it I would rather run the this is what I really want to run on a Nezerax on a Nezerax Warlock. I really want to get an Oracle, a Reckless Oracle with a better roll because I have Demolitionist and Anti-Barrier. This combined with Nezerax is really nice too because you're getting Void Kills. So it, it's that's a good synergy as well. There's some cool synergies there that I hope they kind of continue to lean in on that with the uh, with the artifact because the artifacts bring in some some really really cool combinations that you can especially they're really feeding that oppressive grenade. I think they really wanted people to feel that they wanted us to pivot away from there's so much there was so much solar in PVE melting point well of radiance blade barrage knife trick you know these are all things that became very very token PVE builds and pivoting us away from the solars to the voids has been really nice. I mean, the Titan, Titan bubble and Nova bomb are alive again in the end game. It's really, really nice. I mean, going into a, a master nightmare hunt and not running well of radiance. I really, really liked that. That was a really, really interesting situation to be in. Think about that. I went into really, really challenging content where survival was key and I didn't run well of radiance. I ran Nova. 
Like, I don't know, man. That's pretty cool that they've they've set it up. They've set up builds and they've set up ways of playing that are you know that are really really pushing you to not just run the the classic. Oh, everybody's running the exact same thing. Everybody's running Well of Radiance, Stormcrow. Why do you think Bungie went for a pursuit approach for Vex offensive guns and Lectern Essences instead of the Chalice approach? I feel the Chalice is much easier. Well, they don't want the whole game to feel the same. Would be my pushback. Everything's a little bit different. Everything's a little bit different. It's like you get you got the Lectern, you got the Chalice, you got Ada's frame, you got Ikora. Ikora is basically Ada, kind of. Um, she's a more efficient version of Ada. They just, they didn't want every single, they did not want every single NPC, every single pursuit to be chalice, 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 chalice. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Marta says, do you feel like the Delta is exposing the power difference between different weapons and pigeonholing us into the new, a few set loadouts? Do exotics need help? You got a lot of questions in here. I mean, exotics do need help. That, yes, I agree with that. Um, I don't think, uh, I don't think though that we're being pigeonholed. Um, I could have run Well of Radiance yesterday in the Master Nightmare Hunt and probably had an okay time. But man, I'm telling you what, that increased super damage from the Nova and the and the, and the grenade, and then you add the debuff grenade in the mix too, it felt good. And it felt right to go in there and play high aggressive, high risk. Uh, it was neat. I think I think that was cool that they did that. Will there be another speaker? No idea. Uh, will there be a new Hunter Vanguard? No idea. Uh, Bertoff says. Um, I'm running out of glimmer. Uh, where would you rank the Nightmare Hunts in terms of fun and enjoyable content in comparison to other Destiny content over the years? Example, Menagerie, Prison of Elders. Here's the thing. I did not enjoy myself yesterday, and that's my own personal preference, right? I did not enjoy myself yesterday because I don't like Delta content. I do not like content where I'm underleveled and having to hide and getting like barrel stuffed by enemies that are tanky. I don't like it. There's something that just gets thrown off. When a thrall is like Mike Tyson and I like it just and there's two or three of them in an area. There was before um it was when we tried before we tried Crota, we tried Crota and then we switched to the Fnatic. Crota's fight's broken. Um but when we tried Crota there was one scenario where we were in where there were these uh, these Minotaurs, these Minotaur champions, and we literally we couldn't we couldn't kill them. It was like they just kept trading, uh, they just kept trading, and well now we need a sidearm. Dad gummit. Um, they just kept trading positions, and it was really really frustrating because they kept getting all their health back. <laughs> um. I, it was one of those things where the the pain point and the rhythm was like really 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 frustrating so whenever whenever I'm going into content like that and I'm and I'm measuring the fun or the repetitious nature of the content like what I told people yesterday was this I said this content will be fine once we're at Delta is a lot of what I kept saying uh, you know, this content will be fine once I'm at Delta. It's pretty frustrating right now, but eventually, you know, it, it could it could get to a place where I enjoy it. So nightmare hunts right now are not in a great spot because 
because they're they're too they're too painful and they're too slow. Even if you can do them quickly like we were doing, man, they are they are not they are not fun. They just are not fun. Um, so once we are once we are at, at once we are at the delta, I I think the whole encounter is going to feel different. So when you say, where would I rank it on fun? You have to picture a nightmare hunt at Delta. So run it, run it at Legend, run it, at, run it at Legend, and just see what that feels like. And I think they're actually pretty good. The modifiers are pretty, pretty, pretty tough. You know, they're pretty tough. And being how tough they are, um, they they make you play in a particular way, and I think that that's good. I think making me play in a particular way and kind of slowing things down. Uh, I think is 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 perfect. I, I don't think you. I don't think we should be going into content like this and burning everything. I think there's a place for content that is like, oh, I gotta save, man. I've gotta save that for later. Um, you know, it, it's too often. I think we're going into content and saying, man, this content sucks or this content's boring. When really it's like, eh, you really aren't just you just aren't supposed to be there yet. That's why I said yesterday. I said ah, I'm not. I'm not supposed to be here yet. Let's. We were. We were mainly doing it to analyze the reward structure. That's the main reason we were in there. The fanatic arc circle was worse than the ads. Oh yeah, that was that was pretty rough. And then like their god throw, their god throw grenades. You know. Um, big Tibbs. Would you like to see Bungie go back and make the Baron fights in the form of nightmare hunts with difficulty levels in a loot pool? Oh, yes, I would. And that's another example of old content that could be rejuvenated. And and when they rejuvenate it, I would make it free. I just wouldn't charge people for that. If you charge people for that, you're going to get an awful lot of criticism. You're going to get an awful lot of criticism. And people are going to be, you know... I'm not paying for that. But if it was free content, like, hey, all the barons can now be hunted through spider and uh, spiders got, you know, bounties and stuff assigned to them and you can go and hunt them and you can uh, you can get them to drop guns or I mean, they did give them unique loot, but it was just like armor pieces that were all static rolled. It was kind of lame. So that stuff would drop armor 2.0 now, though, but it would be missing the season of the undying. It'd be, it would miss the season of the undying slot, so you wouldn't be able to put nightmare hunt mods or raid mods on there, um, and that would be a reason to probably not run it because you'd be like, well, it, it looks pretty, but and again, stats too. The stats probably I, I would imagine the stats probably wouldn't be too good on those just because it's old content. Although Leviathan apparently is like rewarding good stats, so I could be I could be totally uh, off base here. Maybe the the stats are fine. If you go run those, but I could totally get behind repurposing the Barons, Escalation Protocol, Blind Well, the Infinite Forest, putting loot pools in there and giving us things worthy to chase. I think it's totally fine. Again, you'd probably have to make it free. Uh, I think free content running alongside of paid content is going to become normative um, because that's the way they're doing the uh, the free track and the and the premium track on the uh, on the season pass. So. I would expect they could do something similar in the game. Like, you pay for the season, and you get the season content, and then you have to go for, um, 
the paid content if you want it and they do the same thing like you get the season event and then you get the re- the, the refreshed event and people will be like well it's reskin it's reskin and Bungie can always just say this is free complimentary content to just make the season feel more full um, you're not paying for it um so they could do that with all of those they could do that with I would start with Escalation Protocol and then I would do something with the Infinite Forest and then you could end with like the Barons um, those would be good repurposed especially the Barons because those fights are so good and I, I bet you a lot of people don't even remember them that clearly because unless you're diligently doing the you know the heroic adventures when it's the it's the flashpoint I, I bet you a lot of people would be like I forgot all about these these are actually really good fights uh, Hangman being my absolute favorite out of the bunch. Tactical Gibbons says, Hey Lono, I personally feel the Vex offensive final boss mechanics are better than Nightmares. They're spongy and have immunity phases, but you get a full 30 seconds of DPS once you pop the shields. I think this is where they should be on boss. But yeah, here's the thing. When I run the Vex offensive, I don't feel like I get punished for having a good uh, a good damage phase. You're, you, you literally punish people for for having good uh, damage phases on on the uh, on the nightmare hunts, it's stupid. Like why are, why why would you why would you punish somebody for running content efficiently? You know, it's like you literally because we did a bunch of damage, you skip a damage phase. That is so transactional and silly. I I still to this day I I don't understand who makes those decisions. Like who tests that out? Because I'm telling you, they have to test that. And ha- and somebody says, um, yeah, I mean, we went in the room and did a ton of damage, and then it actually skipped damage phases. And somebody greenlit that and said, yeah, that's totally fine. Or they didn't have time to fix it. Like, that's got to be one of the worst ways to do immunity phases. If you want to do immunity phases, I think you're right. I think Vex Offensive is fine. You earn yourself a damage phase, and you know that it's going to last a certain amount of time. And... If you need more, then, you know, earn another one. Right now, it's like, you know, they're not great. It's a pub event. I don't think he's saying the boss mechanics are great. I think he's saying that type of boss mechanic is better than the way the nightmare hunts work. Like, the nightmare hunts are literally, you did too much damage, now we're going to punish you. He's saying that the, the principle of the, of, the, of the Vex fights are earn the damage and the damage time is set. You don't get damage cycles taken away from you. That's the problem. Vex Offensive is meant to be very simplistic. It's match made. It's quick. It's over. It's for everybody. But the concept is good. You're earning limited damage, and then you have to, and then that's all planning, right? You're gonna maximize. Okay, we got a damage phase. No, 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 no. Leave those unstables on the ground. Don't grab me yet. Don't grab me yet. Come, 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 come. Okay, okay, okay. I got my weapons of light. Okay, grab, grab weapons. Run through the unstable. Go. And then you're coordinating your damage to maximize it. Instead of right now, it's like you coordinate your damage, and then you're like, well, we're not gonna get damage phases because we did a good job. So hide, like. That's generally that's generally what ends up happening. Like <laughs> we did that yesterday. It was like, oh man, this is amazing. And then our celebration of great DPS was we better hide because we, <laughs> we have to we have to wait we have to survive to uh, we have to survive two damage uh, non damage phases now. So what's a god roll on the love and death? There's a command in chat for the god roll uh, on the love and death. It would be a full court with field prep and spike nades 
and then the absolute maximum damage by a very small margin would be volatile launch with blast radius because blast radius is helping overall damage if overall damage is going up the full court multiplier is hitting the overall damage you can also go for a low blast radius roll with high velocity low blast radius also helps spike nades it it increases the spike nade damage the difference between a low blast radius uh, to help spike nades and a high blast radius to help out um, full court the difference is like 1% or like half of a percent or something but any of those rolls would be great. Any of those rolls would be great. Because you're basically just maximizing how much possible uh, hit um, every grenade can do. Jinks says, What weapons this season would you recommend farming for? Uh, grenade launcher from the lectern, shotgun from the lectern, and the 110 hand cannon from the lectern, the subjunctive uh, SMG from Vex Offensive, and the hand cannon from Vex Offensive, and the pulse rifle from Vex Offensive are all pretty dope guns that can get good rolls. Uh, Electron, should Bungie open up matchmaking in Heroic Menagerie? No. Why would you do that? My word. Um, That sounds like a a terrible experience. Um, Heroic Menagerie, I guess maybe is it under Delta now and a lot easier, so maybe they could. I, I don't know. It might... Heroic Menagerie is a joke now. They didn't scale it. I thought they scaled it. Yeah, I guess they could. I was thinking that it, I was thinking that it scaled. Um, so if it doesn't scale, then they could probably open it up. Gandalf, do you think the addition of champions with their new resist mechanic is a good start to adding challenges to hard content? Just versus a Delta, I've enjoyed it personally. Unstoppable ogres can be beefy. Oh, I love it. I think it's great. It's like champion on the field you know and all of a sudden this ogre starts barreling toward you um you know and then getting you know the minotaurs that get their health back when they like use their little shield or uh you know just the overload guys that they're really really aggressive and you have to stun them and get you get you you get more damage on them so it's not just that you stun them you stun them and you get more damage on them i think it's a really really great mechanic so, hey, again, if you're new and you're enjoying the interactive podcast, this is a stream that you can listen to. It's also a family-friendly stream. Uh, I'm not going to be sitting here swearing like crazy. If you're enjoying the show, remember to click follow. That is a free and easy way to support the stream. That's clicking the heart button. Make sure you're not unfollowing when you click that. I'm worried sometimes I tell people to do that and then if they're actually already following and then they click the heart button and unfollow. But in any case, uh, that's a great way to support the stream. Next question is from Nemo. Do you think uh, it's worth doing and waiting for Izanagi's Burden quest, even though the quest is bugged? I mean, bugged or not, it's a great weapon, so I think it's worth going for. Arkseer, what do you think about powerful and pinnacle drops from PvP on a more consistent fashion? I know you're able to do uh, whenever Iron Banner's on. I don't think there should be pinnacles coming from generic uh, PvP. That That's contrary to what a pinnacle is supposed to be. A pinnacle is supposed to be a pinnacle activity. It's not supposed to be you you jumping into matchmaking. Um, so, no, I would not be okay with that. Uh, I would not want them to just feed people um, easy, easy pinnacles. Pinnacles as it stands right now is is a totally jacked up grind uh truth be told it's totally jacked up grind um and we don't know if it's meant to be if it's meant to be multi-season i still think some level of rng smart rng would be helpful um but i don't think we need to start just dumping pinnacles in people's lap for just running crucible i thought it was free i'm working out builds with the extra mod slot 
Will that mod slot be irrelevant next season? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it'll be relevant to Nightmare Hunts and the raid. That's not going to go away, but I don't. it won't be relevant to whatever the new thing is. But the new thing might not have mods. Like, Vex Offensive doesn't have mods. So I don't know how they're going to do that. It's literally called the Undying Mod Slot. So safe to assume it's tied to this season, and I don't know. I, it, it, I'm not actually sure. Um, I'm not actually sure how they're going to do that. I would think each time it's it's a seasonal mod slot, each time. And being that it's a seasonal mod slot, I would think that they would um, rotate something else in as a way to push you to new armor sets, but I don't know what that would be. I don't think we're getting a raid in the winter, and I, I maybe the new activity will be... Maybe that's something that they're doing. Maybe they're starting small and simple with Vex Offensive, and then next season, Season of Dawn... Maybe Season of Dawn will be a a more a more involved event for the season that has mods and difficulty spectrum because Vex Offensive doesn't even have difficulty spectrum. Um, so it'll always be relevant for the raid and nightmare hunts, right? But I think the question is, will that be irrelevant like next season's stuff? Like we'll just have to wait and see because if. Let's call the new. Let's call the new. Um, the new encounter next season. Let's call it the Vex Defensive, right? If you're running the Vex Defensive next season, and there's new armor from there that has a mod slot that's called the the, the Season of Dawn mod slot, and there's difficulty spectrum in that content, you're gonna want to get those mods, those mod slots, those armor sets to run that content. I, you know, because we certainly saw a big difference running the Supreme mods in the Nightmare Hunt. So, <clears throat> Pikachu, how will we be able to finish the essence for fusion after this season? Because it requires Vex kills on the moon. Because Vex offensive and invasion are leaving, they'll have to adjust it. I guess they'll have to adjust it. If the Vex invasion stop, and you can't get Vex kills on the moon, they'll have to change it. Would be my guess. Bullets and tears. The essence for shotgun, do I have to wait for the nightmare boss or will it drop random? There's no real strong answer here. There have been people that have said they have gotten essence of rage and essence of insanity to drop out in the world and not just drop, but like it drops the first time out in the world. Um, we don't know if that's true. That's just what people have said. So all I can say to you is there have been people that have relayed that information to us that you know, there's, there is, uh, there's essences that are dropping in the world. I wonder, I wonder if people were getting those and not realizing it or something. Or, Essence of Insanity, I think, might have been dropping in the world before he showed up. And then once he showed up, now it might only drop from him. Um, but then people were like, well, I got Essence of Rage and Gaul wasn't around. I wouldn't count on it, you know? You can you can obviously try and do what I did. I got as many essences as I could in my inventory. Okay? I got as many essences as I could in my inventory, and then I just farmed lost sectors and chests, hoping that, like, if the game says, oh, we need to give him an essence, it can't give you an essence that's already in your inventory, and it'll give you an essence that you don't presently have. Would be the hope. Uh, people in chat are saying that Houndish got it before he did the nightmare. I got rage yesterday just from playing the moon. 
So apparently it's possible. Next question is uh, G Genionics. Do we get do we get down to 750 power or 900 after the end of the season? No, 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 no. The only power you're losing is on your artifact. You're not going to drop in power. Claytongs. Considering lore or not, which enemy faction is your least favorite to fight the most? Taken. I freaking hate the Taken with everything in me. They teleport too much. They spam their abilities. There's no refresh on their abilities. They can spam that t- black blinding ball. If you remember going for the black spindle, um, that was so irritating. They can teleport. They can replicate. They can teleport, teleport, teleport. I hate fighting the Taken. They're so frustrating. Um, Scorn. Yeah, I just the scorn are more I just think the scorn are easier in some respects. They are frustrating, but they don't spam their abilities. Um although chieftains can die in a fire. I hate when it, I hate when there's a chieftain nearby. <laughs> they freaking oh my gosh, they'll just keep putting out those stupid little things that grab you with a magnetic beam or put fire on you or what the worst is when you pop your super and then a chieftain throws out that thing and it tethers and protects them all uh, that, that one's pretty frustrating yeah somewhere up in there I would I would say though between those two I just taken ability spam is like anytime you're fighting the taken they just spam their abilities and I absolutely hate it Scott rock What's your opinion on the disparity between the different essence bounties? Most require weapon kills and activities completed on the moon, while the nade launcher, the shotgun, and the fusion rifle are much simpler. Nade launcher kills, ability kills, and 15 fusion kills, respectively. I I kind of feel like the essence should be on the more simple end because of what you have to do just to get it. Uh, what's good, old soul? You're either grinding the fragments or grinding or grinding a nightmare hunt. And then you get the essence to drop. At that point, it should be pretty simple to complete them, I think. I've seen no evidence of people getting them outside of the Link's Nightmare Hunt. You can get the weapons at random uh, from Aeris's Weekly. I think a lot of these, I got it from randomly doing X or people confusing with cleansed essence for the drop. I wonder if Reek's right. I mean, just this morning, we had that Chevy got confused on that. Just this morning, thought that he got a drop, and it was that he cleansed one. It's so hard to know. Like, did somebody get Essence of Rage from running Gaul? Not really pay attention because they, you know, they saw it. Maybe they ignored it, forgot about it. Then they cleanse it and thought, oh, I just got it randomly. Um, I don't know. I do think they drop randomly from chest, though. It's not going to pop up when you grab a chest, Freak. No one's grabbing a chest and thinking, oh, and mistaking it. Because, like, that's how I got Essence of Obscurity. But I know Essence of Obscurity for the SMG doesn't have a boss. Um,. I don't think anybody's confusing that, Vreek, now that I've really analyzed it, because they think they're opening chests and getting it. They're not getting it for killing something. I don't think people would mess that up. I know essences drop randomly from the world. Vreek is saying the ones that are tied to nightmare hunts don't. Is I, and I don't I think that they do. I think it's just a probably a really, really low drop rate. Terse says, do you know or do you think that every season the artifact power level is going to reset? It is. It's going to reset every season. They said that already. Uh, Mercier, the French, he says, why do you think Bungie didn't include nightmare hunts as one of the activities to complete the certain essence quest? Wouldn't they want us to stay in the activity? Uh, example, essence of brutality is only patrols, pub events, lost sectors. 
here's my thought on this because I think we're saying we're all saying the same thing but I want to analyze what we're saying for a second I want to analyze it there's 14 essences if all 14 essences were completed in nightmare hunts I think we'd get really freaking sick of nightmare hunts if you're grinding the nightmare hunt for the drop of the essence the fragments and the cores especially once you can run it at master and then you're taking a break from that to complete the essence on like pub events lost sectors maybe I think the ones that require you to leave the moon are a little stupid but I think that's probably fine I think if you were getting the essence and then completing the essence in the nightmare hunt and then going back to the table seeing what the gun was and doing it all over again I think the monotony of never leaving the nightmare hunts would get a little bit much um, so you're missing the fusion. Well, you missed your chance last week. It was the, it was the, um, the big giant Minotaur boss, Zidra, and you'll have to wait for him to come back or hope for it to drop from a chest. Um, so it would be like the forge fatigue, right? I don't want to live in the nightmare hunts. I wouldn't mind running a nightmare hunt two or three times, getting the essence, getting cores, getting fragments, and then being like, all right, let's take a break. I can complete this one on public events. Go check the role. Nope. Didn't get the role I want. Let me buy another one. Let me go run some patrols. Let me go run this. Let me go run that. You're kind of mixing it up. You're in there for a bit. You get what you need to get out. It was kind of like when you would go into the, um, it was, it's kind of like when you would go into strike playlist to get skeleton keys, stack up a bunch of skeleton keys, and then just run on dying mind over and over and over and over again. Um, deck says, maybe I'm missing something. But why do you keep saying demolitionists and barrier rounds work well together? I, I, that's not all I say. Okay, that's not all I say. It's demolitionist kills with this weapon generate uh, grenade energy, and then anti-barrier pairs with breach refractor. You get grenade energy on final blows with shield piercing weapons. So I'm getting grenade energy from breach refractor, and I'm getting grenade energy from demolitionist. It's a stack. So you're stacking two things that create uh, that create grenade energy. And when I run Demolitionist, Anti-Barrier, and Breach Refractor, I get a grenade basically every five trash ads. It's really, really fast. And if you run High Discipline, which I'm not running it anymore, I was a lot of times getting it off of like three or four ads because by the time I would round the corner to look for more trash ads, I would be, I would have my grenade back. So... Venom says, do you think there should be an exotic class item? I don't really have a strong opinion on exotic class items. I don't care. Yay or nay. Uh, Okay, Shy. Do you think pinnacle drops should have bad luck protection? I I do. I think they should. Um, Maybe not like a good good luck guarantee, you know, protection, but just bad luck protection. So it doesn't hit the, it doesn't hit the lowest. Um, Galaxy Sorry says, do you think Eris and the Lectern could move to the Dreadnought in the new season? There's no reason to speculate on that, like, at all. Uh, Profasual. Uh, Do you agree that Bungie has no real competition for D2 and the lack of competition hurts the progression rate for D2? This question assumes a mountain of things that are unfounded. Um, We have been told numerous times that Division 2 was going to kill Destiny, Anthem, Borderlands 3. Uh, I don't know how many Loot Pursuit games have to come out that before people catch on to the fact that you can't kill destiny with another game uh you can't improve destiny with another game 
So if you think that's going to happen, I you just you're dreaming about something that won't come to fruition. Okay, Destiny has improved over the years because Bungie's wanted it to improve. Now maybe along the way they have learned lessons from other games. Maybe Division did something or Borderlands did something that inspired somebody in a department somewhere in Destiny to do something. But I don't think I don't think they need like quote unquote competition to make the game, you know, improve or like, oh, the progression rate's been, you know, hurting. I, yeah, I just, I don't think that's the case. Iboxes, there's Supreme mods for Nightmare Hunts. Should they add Supreme tiers for the other mods? I think they're doing them specific to the Nightmare Hunts because of the intensity of the fights. They want to give you the opportunity to do tons of damage, which is one of the reasons why the boss mechanic is so incredibly dumb. They empower me, for those of you that don't know, they empower you to do a ridiculous amount of damage, okay? Supreme Nightmare Banisher, grant additional damage to your super against nightmare bosses. And then you have Supreme Nightmare Crusher, grants additional damage to your melee and grenade abilities. So if you hit them with the Void Grenade, you're getting Oppressive Darkness that debuffs them. It debuffs them so all remaining damage from the grenade gets a buff from this. So it's a buff on top of a buff. The grenade damage is getting buffed, and then it's getting even more damage because the enemy gets debuffed by oppressive darkness. Then you hit him with a Nova. So the Nova is hitting a debuffed enemy, and the Nova is getting buffed by Supreme Nightmare Banisher. So Void Grenade and then Nova is really, really... I'm on the wrong build. It's really, really strong with just these, these ones here. All you need is oppressive darkness, which you get no matter what, and then Supreme Nightmare Crusher and Supreme Nightmare Banisher. I, I think that's on purpose. I don't think they want to do that in other parts of the game because it's really, really specific to nightmares and the nightmare hunt boss rooms are ridiculous. I mean, master level nightmare hunt boss rooms are crazy and you can only get the Supreme from legendary. So you've got to run legend. I'm sorry, not legendary. You got to run the legends difficulty after you run the legend difficulty. Then you're basically prepared to go run master. And even then master is really, really hard. Like, a lot of it's because of the Delta, but even still, the modifiers make it pretty brutal. They like That's why they need to let us melt the boss. Or at the very least, if we get a ton of damage on first damage phase, don't take our second damage phase from us. That's silly. We earned a two burn, let us get a two burn. Like You're taking something away from us that we earned. It's almost like a finger wag. It's like, uh-uh, no, no. We empower you to do tons of damage with the grenades and the and the and the unstable essence and the and the super and all those supreme mods. We empower you to do more damage, but if you do more damage, we're gonna wag our finger in your face and be like, no no no. You 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 slow down there, sir. You get extra you get extra nightmares and you get one less damage phase. Baby Kane says, Do you see the point in grinding tons of weapons when there's a select few that are OP and must in certain activities like Recluse Whisper? Uh, Whisper is is showing up very little and it's not needed. Tons of people are running other uh, Xenagis or other snipers as a combination to their build. You do not have to run Whisper. Recluse is obviously like one of the go-tos in Crucible um, because its damage buff is just absurd. And so proc one kill and then just mow down. Um, Now... You're asking, do I think the grinding for tons of weapons is lost on a few? Yeah. Yep. They go for the OPs and they don't care about anything else. And I know that people are going to say, they say this all the time, they're like, well, if you nerf Recluse, something else is going to rise. Well, nothing else does a 93% damage above the body shot. So nothing else has a damage perk like Master of Arms. So if you rain down Master of Arms, I still think this would be a god tier weapon. 
I still think it would be a god tier weapon. Increased reload, increased damage off of one kill, it still would be awesome. Um, Eknor. I've been thinking about the no drops at the end of the nightmare, even on Master. To me, it's like a skeleton key system. You get this key from the hunt, uh, and then you do the objective to get the loot. Just reverse the forge, but faster. Your thoughts. So I've been thinking about no drops at the end of a nightmare, even on Master. To me, it's like a skeleton key system. You get the key from the hunt. You, no, your question is is uh, is rooted in a misunderstanding. You do get drops from the nightmare hunts. That's why I immediately corrected Glad last night. He was he was he was basically saying things about nightmare hunts at Master that weren't accurate. You get a guaranteed essence. Along with that essence, you get ten phantasmal fragments or a phantasmal core. The core equals one weapon. Ten fragments is half of a core. Like, it's a really, really generous drop rate for the lectern grind. And you have to consider, it's a five-minute burn once we're close to the level. As soon as we're close to the Delta, Master Nightmare Hunts is a five-minute burn. It's five minutes. To get a guaranteed essence, a core, or ten. Like, you grind that, and you get your essence, make the gun, buy another one with the core, and you got some fragments stacked. Do it again. You know what I'm saying? Run it again. You get a core now? Yesterday when we ran it, we either got the core or 10 phantasmal fragments every single time. So Glad tweets and says, it's not worth it, there's nothing, nothing drops. He was looking for the same thing I was looking for. He was hoping that the weapons would drop. The more I looked at it and the more I thought about it, eh, that's not supposed to be the case. Eventually we're going to be burning down Master Nightmare Hunts in 5 minutes. That's Getting a gun from that every time is way too fast. That's faster than Vex Offensive. Vex Offensive's absurd! And that would be faster than Vex Offensive. It's and it's also not seasonal content. Nightmare Hunts are here for the duration of this year. So, you're it's not meant to be something that you're doing right now underleveled. Once you're at level, it'll be a really efficient farm for either the specific essence that's dropping or the currency needed to buy the essence that you want. Either Either way. To be fair, when he ran it yesterday, he got nothing but the pinnacle drop. Maybe he was full on fragments and cores then. If your if your postmaster's full of fragments and postmaster's full of cores, then you don't see that. So you got to clear those things out. So, I mean, if you're full on cores and fragments, and you're grinding an encounter that you know can reward fragments, and we didn't know yet, maybe cores, you can't jump to that conclusion. That was, I literally said that before yesterday. I said, if they don't drop the gun, at the very least, hopefully they start dropping the currency. So if the Fanatic's not around or Gaul's not around, you can grind somebody at Master for a good currency turnover rate. Again, we did, we as a stream and me as a streamer, we did a ridiculous, we did a ridiculous amount of testing with the Phantasmal Fragment earn rate because we wanted the grenade launcher. So we were very in tune with that currency and that economy. And that's why when I went in there, I was like, this could be the answer to all of our frustrations. Um, so. Aren't they bumping Phantasmic Cores up to 99? Yeah! They're bumping them to 99 with the next patch! So you could run it at Master just all freaking day and just get Core, 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 just keep stacking them. And then obviously once this hits 30 and you have 30 in your in your Postmaster, you'd want to go to the Lectern and buy 3 and then jump back in. I forgot about that. Shoot, that's a really, really good point. 
Like, you, if these are dropping almost every other time, and you're getting 10 every other time, dude, you, that's a great, great currency grind for the lectern. Nightmare hunts are meant to stack on the lectern. That's what they're there for. Essences don't stack. It doesn't really matter. You, if it, the main reason you would care about this is if it's not like if the fanatic leaves this week and then next week you feel strong enough to try master, you're good to go. You go grind whichever nightmare hunt you think's easiest at master, and you're getting cores every other time, every third time. You're getting ten of these every time, or a core. It's one or the other. And you start stacking up to as many cores as you can. Once this hits 30 in your inventory, 30 in your postmaster, you go to the lectern, you buy three cores, and then you make a bunch of guns. Right? That's not bad. That You make a bunch of grenade launchers. If there's a really easy night fair to farm, his essence doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. If there's a nightmare, probably Gaul. Gaul's probably going to be the speed burn because he's he's he. You could probably go in and bake him pretty easily with supers, especially if you're running supreme mods. I feel like when Gaul, it's going to be open season. People are going to run Gaul all day to get cores and fragments, cores and fragments, cores and fragments. People are going to avoid Crota like the plague, and they're going to burn down Gaul really, really fast. And you're just stacking your currency, and then you're like, I got enough to make twenty guns. Let's go make some guns. I think that's I think that's a pretty satisfying grind, you know. I think that's pretty good. I thought it was free. Stomp, immunity, and teleport are the three big boss defenses. What would you recommend would be better? I liked kind of what we came up with er- earlier. Unstable essence gives you a damage buff. What if you needed unstable essence to damage the boss? So like, if you mess up a damage phase, that's on you. Your thirty seconds is up. He goes immune. He summons nightmares. Okay, you got to kill everything. You gotta kill the nightmares carefully because if you kill them in the S in, in the unstable drops on the ground, you gotta pick it up. Or it's gonna disappear. And then once you grab it, you got a timer. Then you would be able to synchronize your burn and not feel punished for a good burn. Right now you feel punished for a good burn. You'd also have to you'd have to ha- say, is it six of one, half a dozen of the other? Do we go in the room and burn Gaul right away, or do we go in the room, kill the nightmares, get unstable essence, and then try to burn Gaul for the increased damage buff? That adds finesse timing strategy synergy all those things the team is working on instead of right now it's like oh we got good damage now we can't do damage so we have to hide you know the supreme mods drop from legend and it's a punch out system you can't get them multiple times because they're not consumable so once you get supreme banisher it won't drop anymore then you're waiting for supreme crusher then you're waiting for supreme breaker then you're done it didn't take us long at all running legend to get all three it was very fast uh haldor ham says kind of off topic from all the other questions but do you think stompies or bones vo is better than the other and would you want one of the other pvp and pve thoughts i mean I liked Bones periodically. I did. I think Bones of AO would be fun in the in the Garden of Salvation fight because you'd be able to stay in the air longer for tethering and stuff because the tethering like the tethering jump method <laughs> that everyone does, uh, it'd be kind of nice there. Um, I don't really ever run Stompies, so I don't have a strong opinion on Stompies. So, 
again guys uh, we just answered like 55 questions if you're new to the stream you've never been here before if you like the interactive podcast style it's like a stream you can listen to it's family friendly be sure to click the follow button be sure when you click the heart button you're not unfollowing me uh, I, I, I tell people to do that a lot I'm, I'm worried people might be unfollowing uh, as always if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can come in live I'm not shutting the stream down you can keep asking questions we can keep discussing so don't leave uh, and as always if you're listening or watching in other locations you can always catch me at say no to rage.com please like share and subscribe